Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Kareen and Lisa from Lionel Lakes, Minnesota, out of The Rookery Activity Center, powered by Endurance Fitness of Minnesota. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Hi, we're good. Thanks. <laughs> I'm super excited to have you here to learn more about your fitness business, how you guys do things all that fun details but before we kind of dive into the fitness business side of things we'd love to know a little bit of background what was it that got you guys into the fitness business that led to you guys becoming the leaders of this business this brand so for endurance fitness um I actually started at another gym as a member um and I was the member who went in and thought I'm gonna just go on the treadmill for 20 minutes and call it a day and I'm good and I'm never stepping foot in a studio um and then I met people who dragged me into the studio um and I fell in love with group fitness um and I fell in love with the people the instructors and just everything about that atmosphere um our gym that we were going to ended up uh, losing the programming that or not they decided to go a different direction from the programming that we all wanted um so we decided you know if they're going to take the programming that we wanted let's go start our own gym um and so our it was actually a group of members and instructors who got together to put together what is now endurance fitness uh we opened our gym in 2017 and I, at that point, I was just kind of helping out. It was a friend of mine who um, started the gym and backed the gym. Um, and just as members, we started working out together. And and um, then when the pandemic hit and everything changed, uh, we got into um, this partnership with the city of Lionel Lakes, which is now the Rookery. And now I have worked my way up into managing endurance fitness and um, working with the Rookery to provide for our community. Awesome. Good. And, and Lisa, how about you? Um, so I got introduced into the industry um, in college, actually. I was an athlete in high school and was playing intramural sports in college. And um, one of the staff members there, they're like, you should, you should really work for us. And so I started working, um, I started officiating Emerald Sports and then worked in the gym that was on the college campus. Um, just kind of through working through them, recognized that this was a career path and ended up pursuing that as a career. And I worked at uh, four different colleges um, within their fitness centers um, in a number of different areas with programming and ultimately facility management. And so I've spent about um, a little, about 25 years um, in the industry. More than half of that was on college campuses. And then recently in the last 10 years, moved into municipal recreation. So I've managed different fitness centers, gyms, activity centers, really for um, really the last 10 years or so of my career. Yeah. So this, like managing this facility, I'm sure a little bit different than managing like a college uh, campus type fitness center, but cool pivot I would say I think that this gives you the opportunity to interact with more families which I'm sure is really fun um but give us your best elevator pitch of the facility itself who you guys are what services you provide paint a picture so that we really understand this business model 
So our business model is kind of interesting. Um, endurance fitness, obviously we were a business um, in by ourselves. We were in a different location um, and we had the group fitness and personal training. Um, we have a full fitness floor and with the pandemic and everything changing for us um, here, we were shut down twice during the pandemic, um, which was pretty hard on us. It was hard on our members. Um, we started looking at options and this option, when we started hearing that the city of Lino Lakes um, was looking to reopen a building that um, a previous gym had been in um, as a community center, we kind of started brainstorming, like, could this work? Could we work together to bring what we already have and keep it going and provide more for our members and get out into the community? Um, so I think it was about a year of planning and back and forth trying to figure this out. And uh, we started, we opened, um, Endurance Fitness was actually in the building during construction while everything was being remodeled and um, our members were working out and there was dust and all kinds of stuff going on, but it was kind of fun. They kind of enjoyed seeing the transformation happen. And then the Rookery opened officially in May. Um, and then we started working with Lisa and we've kind of figured out this partnership. And so then I'll let Lisa speak to what the rookery brings to the table. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, we've developed a tagline uh, where community and wellness take flight. Um, and so the rookery, the basis of the name, the rookery is based off of the great blue heron. The community of Lionel Lakes has a lot of blue herons that nest here and the nesting areas are called rookeries and that's where the birds come together. Um, they all raise the young birds and they protect and provide resources for each other. So we really see the rookery as a place where the community can come together, where everybody can come here and grow up. Um, and we really have, we try to offer programs and services that, where there's something for everybody. You know, there we've got the pools. If you don't like to swim, we have the gym. If fitness classes aren't, aren't your thing, you know, we've got basketball, we've got different programs. So there's something here whether you're six months old or 99 years of age, that we've got something for everybody. I love that. So inclusive. Your market is wide open. Anybody can come. Yeah. Um, I love that. Okay. So I always like to ask, you know, with this particular business model, there's kind of a, a lot of different layers, right? We have our memberships. We have the classes. Um, it sounds like you have some child care, things like that. But personal training, is that something that you guys offer? I like to ask this because for the business, personal training is a smart piece because we can get more revenue per person. So right. is that something that you guys offer currently or uh, not really? Yeah, we do offer personal training. Um, we have five personal trainers on staff. Um, one is full-time um, and he is in the building um, to interact with members, um, offer, you know, suggestions and just to get to know members all the time. And then we have, um, four other instructors, um, and personal trainers who also teach classes. And when they teach their classes, the members see them, they get to know them. And then, you know, and a lot of them actually do move to personal training, um, outside of the fitness classes by working, seeing the personal trainers and just making that connection. Yep. Um, so yeah, we do offer, um, we have a wide range of what they specialize in so that we can offer something to everybody. Yeah, I think it's really- are the, oh, I'm sorry, are the classes included in the membership or is it an additional added fee? So the group fitness classes are included. Um, anybody can come okay. to a group fitness class. Um, so it's really helpful to have um, personal trainers who also um, 
teach group fitness because they build that connection in group fitness. 100%. And Lisa, did you have something there that you wanted to add? I was going to say, I think what's really great about the trainers that they have on staff is they have, um, you know, kind of a wide variety of ages and they've got both males and females that really can help attract because our market is wide open and we're, we're attracting not only, you know, your avid, avid fitness user, but also the person who's just getting into it and maybe has never come to a gym before. It's right. nice they have such a variety in their staff to be able to, you know, to be able to be attractive to that population and say, you know, one of their trainers, Lee, is he's huge. He's a heavyweight lifter. You know, he really can attract like the young population. But then we also have, you know, a couple trainers who specialize in the older population and people who are working through injuries or, you know, different physical disabilities, which, you know, it's great because they, they, they can meet a large market. Definitely. What percentage of your revenue would you say comes from that side of the business? Um, I would say it's much smaller now, right now than we want. Obviously, um, in this partnership, we've only been had about six months. We're seeing it start to take right. off, especially in um, we offer Pilates reformer training. Um, okay, where, cool. Yeah, it's a kind of neat, and so it's getting people to see what our trainers offer. Um, as far as percentage, I'm not real sure where percentage is on that. We're working hard to get more people interested in what that looks like. Um, and now that we're hitting, you know, winter here in Minnesota, we'll probably see that increase over the winter months. Uh, one of the things we do offer is a, um, when members join, they get a free orientation session with one of our trainers. Where trainers okay, that's smart. Yeah, they take them through just, you know, how to work the equipment and they answer questions about what they can, you know, a how a trainer can help them and just kind of start off right away making a connection with, you know, a trainer to just have somebody that they can go to with questions and that know that they're available and hopefully, you know, then end up purchasing packages to work with our trainers. Okay, definitely get that. Um, and, and I think that the potential for growth in the personal training side of the business, like right now, no matter who we are, what business we're running, People want that personalized service, um, especially, you know, after being after COVID, a lot of people are just like mentally not feeling as good as they were physically not feeling as good as they were. So if we can hand them the solution. Hey, we have personal training here. If we, if we could get you in for, you know, three to six weeks with a personal trainer, I think we could probably make you feel a lot better, give you a good grasp on the equipment so that you can come in and crush the workouts on your own. Right. And then for the business, like it's smart because we're, we're getting a little extra revenue to help with that overhead. And we all know that mm -hmm. the overheads in this industry are crazy high. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. So to kind of, so, to kind of move on from the personal training side of things, membership to the facility, how do those work? Are there different tiered membership levels? Is it just one standard thing? Kind of talk to us about that. Yeah, we've got a couple tiers and a couple different options. Um, we have, because we're a city-run facility, we have um, a special resident rate um, and then a non-resident rate. So we've broken down into those two categories to start with. And then you can join either as a single adult. We have household memberships that include two adults and all the dependents in the house. We have okay. just a dual. So if you're, you know, a husband-wife or a parent-child, two people um, can join together. And then we've got a senior level too. So there's a different price point um, once you hit age 62. And those memberships, um, you know, give people access to, to everything. We've also tried to be a little bit creative to try to figure out how we can get people in the door. Um, and so we have a 10 visit pass. So they can come in for 10 times, 
you know, valid for a year so they can use them all up in a week or all up in a couple of weeks or use them up in six months, uh, but at a lower price point. So it helps, you know, it helps maybe if the cost is too much or if they're just really unsure if they're going to like the place or not, they're able to, to pop in and check it out. And then we also offer daily rates too. So somebody can just come in and, and we have a number of people that'll just come in for the classes or, mm -hmm. you know, they come in every Tuesday morning um, and come swim or come take one of the fitness classes. And so they just pay the daily rate to do that. Gotcha. Um, and what's the square footage of this, this facility? I'm trying to picture it as you guys are talking about it. I'm just like struggling to picture it. So how big is it? We're about 120,000 square feet, um, two levels. And so main level has all the amenities. And then the second floor has the whole, the entire fitness floor and the fitness studio. So endurance fitness is located on the second floor of the facility. Um, and the nice thing with these memberships is the members get access to everything. So they're not, if, you know, if they're joining because they want to use the pool, the goal would be that, you know, maybe they're taking some aqua fitness classes and we do have some instructors who teach those. Right. Encourage them to come try something else. Yeah. Get them to yeah. use the other amenities. Yeah. Kind of get them, get their feet wet. Um, <laughs> try try yeah. other things. Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, member wise, you know, being that you guys have 102,000 square feet, which is massive, um, how many members do you guys have? You know, I guess like a rough idea, not like exact number. I think we're right about 2,600 right now. Okay. Um, 2,600 members. That's, that's pretty good. Um, that's a lot of people. <laughs> and with with that are so, like how do your memberships work like if I had a family of five does that count as one membership or does that count as like five memberships five individuals so okay cool yeah um but we do we we track both kind of it's a it's one membership but five members um and so kind of individual memberships like that we have um we're right about 1250 nice um, and so with that, is that a position where you guys, I know you've been you know, do, doing this for about six months now, but mm -hmm. is that a position where you feel pretty good, pretty comfortable, or are you looking to grow, welcome new members into the facility? Yeah, we're absolutely looking for new members and wanting to keep reaching people. Um, we have plenty of room for more people, um, yeah. the, you know, and we're seeing a lot of growth, um, you know, for, for endurance, this has been really fun. Obviously we were a much smaller gym before moving into this location. Um, but we're seeing our classes grow. We've, um, since June over the summer, we saw 30% growth in group fitness classes. Um, and the people who come, you know, they're really connected and they have, they, they stay, the retention is high. Um, because I think of that connection that they've made with not the, only the instructors and the trainers, but, you know, other members. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, the, that kind of connection piece and like us growing through our current members and that word of mouth referral process is always going to be something that in this business we rely on pretty heavily. It is hard to predict it because we don't know like on any given month if we're going to get 20, 30 new clients through word of mouth or we're going to get one or two. It is hard to predict that. Um, do you guys do any advertising at all on other platforms? <laughs> a <Yes>. lot. <laughs> we do a lot. Okay. One of the, I think one of the challenges for us is, I mean, essentially we're a new facility. 
And mm. so we are trying to establish ourselves in the community, you know, even though endurance has been around for a while, right. they're in a new location. This is a brand new building that, mm -hmm. you know, people did come here at one point in time to come work out. And so now it's kind of re kind of reactivating those old habits to, to yeah. let them know. So we've done a number different, a number of different places where we're advertising. We're looking at any of the, you know, the local newspapers, we've got our city publications, um, we have some of the local magazines that we're looking at advertising in kind of those regular magazines that come to your house. We've done postcards, mailings out to individual households in the area, and then also social media, lots, um, of, social lots media. of social media that are, you know, attractive, fun, you know, video type things that, you know, we want to catch the attention and just, we want people to remember the rookery and remember that. Right. Work. And we've right. been doing a lot of, um, I think one of the things that helps people see that is Endurance has maintained our own platforms um, and we share back and forth. We share information back and forth. When the Rookery is doing something, Endurance promotes that. When Endurance is doing something, the Rookery promotes that. So people see that we're, we're in this together um, and that they can that there's so much more than just group fitness and just, you know, coming right. to work out on the treadmill that they can see that we have, you know, if they come in for the, uh, you know, an event with the rookery, they come in and see, wow, we have all this other stuff to offer. Definitely. And what's um, great with, you know, because we're a city run facility, I think a lot of times city run facilities kind of get a bad rap when it comes to fitness. And so we're really lucky that we've got endurance that's able to come in and they've got these great certified trainers. They've got wonderful instructors. They came in with us, you know, with a population with their membership already um, and kind of their, their, their motto, their establishment of good customer service and that connection that they've had has really transpired over. Um, and that was our focus too, with our staff of really wanting to focus on the customer service and that everybody that walks in the door has a good experience. So it's been really cool to see that those endurance members now as they've transitioned to the rookery aren't seeing a difference. Like they're still getting that good service. They're still getting excellent quality fitness classes and good instructors, you know, that that hasn't declined, even though that it's, you know, even though it's, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely good to hear that that level of service hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, despite, you know, the move and everything. Um, but with that, you know, you mentioned something there that social media has been huge for you guys. And I like to touch on it because in 2022, like we are living in such a digital world. Everything that we do is digital. I mean, we're here meeting virtually yeah. from several states away. And so if that proves anything, it's that social media is a great way for us to find, you know, the client that we're looking for. Um, so what, like... Are you guys running ads or are you guys doing everything organically on social media? We try to be as organic yeah. as possible. Um, and okay. then we do have some ads that we're running to, to help boost and to help to yeah. get the reach further out. But really we're finding that, that those organic things are getting, are hitting home with people mm -hmm. and they right. recognize that, or they connect with that better than, you know, than a, than an advertisement. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I feel like we're, we're allowing, you know, a younger trader on staff and letting him um, have some fun with it and um, letting that, you know, he knows how to reach them. And he tells me that, you know, this is what we need to do on social media and picking the brains of how do we reach, you know, the young um, 20s and how do we reach, you know, the, the senior members and having such a wide range of members 
we really have to make sure we focus on a lot of ways to reach them um, and find out where they're at and just organically doing that. Yeah, I get what you guys are saying. Organic social media is really cool because um, that can be used to also engage our current clients. Mm -hmm. So if we're using social media, we're sharing people's results. Um, we're sharing videos of people working out or their success mm -hmm. stories, whatever it might be. Um, that really engages our current clients. Um, when we use organic social media to reach people in our community, it can be a little bit tricky, right? Because with organic, we're only going to reach our followers and then maybe their followers if they share it. Um, so if we had 3,000 followers, only 10% of our followers are ever going to see whatever it is that we're posting. So we post, we have 3,000 followers, 300 of them will see it. And hopefully that's enough for somebody to kind of call to action, call them to action. When we kind of step, step outside of that organic bubble and utilize, like have the organic plus some other forms of advertising that's when there's that recipe for success we're putting the right ingredients in the pot to help a like steady flow of leads to come into the business um so i always like to kind of ask and talk about social media because it is so prominent in right. today's um industry and there are a lot of gym owners who are not using it so right. i'm glad to hear that you guys are um, to move on from this part of the discussion, I want to ask you, business-wise, what would you guys consider to be the biggest bottleneck, the biggest challenge that you're facing, and what do you feel like you can do to kind of overcome that? Um, I feel like for us, right, with um, for endurance, it's um, still letting people how this partnership is working. Um, that we're here, endurance is still here. Um, that we can offer something for everybody. Um, and I think it's just getting those, getting people to recognize um, who we are, this identity that, you know, we're even still figuring out, you know, within, you know, staff and management trying to figure out, you know, who's doing what and figuring out this partnership and conveying that to the public of, what we what we have to offer and there's just so much and how to get that out we're still hearing from people oh i didn't know this reopened it was a very big story in our community when this building shut down as um the previous gym that was here um and just getting letting people know we've reopened and we're not that previous gym they come in frequently saying well we used to have this or it used to be like this and this building has been totally remodeled it is absolutely gorgeous um and just getting people to realize, to see us as something different. We're not that previous gym that was here. Yeah, and that's really, really hard. Like rebranding in any industry is really, really hard. Um, but in in this industry, like you're not only rebranding, but you're kind of like merging too. But like right. both brands still exist. It's like kind of tricky. So what are some of the ways that you're showing people like that you are who you are and that things haven't changed too much um i think a big thing was trying to merge our logo together yeah. was how that was gonna work um because endurance fitness um has pretty bold colors our, our main colors are black and red um and the rookery has um blues and greens and stuff like that it was how are we gonna make this work where endurance is still endurance and the rookery is the rookery but we're together so our logo was a really big thing um and making sure that we put that everywhere um, we've done some different activities where we work together 
Um, and we make sure endurance is doing this and the rookery is doing that. And, but we're doing it together on the same day. We just had a big grand opening event. that was very successful. Um, and we ran some great programming, had some great feedback from members and the rookery on their end had some great activities that brought people in and food trucks. And it was just a really great day to celebrate this partnership um, and get people to come in and see, wow, we are different. We are not that previous gym that was in this um, location. So um, I think that was pretty great. That was a great mm -hmm. day for me. I had, we just had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Members had a blast. It was awesome. So. Yeah, that sounds really, that sounds really fun. And um, anything like that, I feel like it's well perceived by the community typically when you can go do things like that. Um, and then like, you can answer any questions from them like head on right then. Mm -hmm. Um, so next question that I have for you, you know, you've been doing this for six months. So it's still fairly new, mm -hmm. but magic wand situation, all your dreams, all your goals for your business came true. What would that picture look like? Oh, wow. We got lots of big <laughs> dreams. Uh, how much time do you have? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, for endurance, it's obviously growth and it's the, it's, the members retention and seeing our classes continue to grow, seeing our personal training continue to grow. Um, for us, I mean, it has been a lot of fun to see members come in and connect in a way, you know, at post pandemic, I think people are striving for that connection. Um, and just to, to keep that going and keep that atmosphere of being welcoming and that we know people's names when they come in, we know their story, we know, right you know, and as we grow, I'd like to make sure we continue that, you know, and um, we have members who are, we have quite a few members right now who are actually on trips together um, that they met through us. And, you know, and just having, I, I'd like to see it, my goal would be to keep that um, as we expand, we'd like to obviously add more amenities that we can mm -hmm. offer the community. And um, for me personally, more studio space and a, you know, more gym space would be awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Lisa, I'll let you take them for the rookery. Yeah, I mean, I echo that growth. We, we There's so much opportunity here. Um, you know, we are nowhere near capacity. Um, and then too, what I, you know, kind of what our basis is, is we're here for the community. We want to hear from the community what's missing. How can we fill the gaps that are? So what additional programming, what additional fitness services, what additional other services can we add to make this a valuable resource to everybody in the community and the surrounding communities? You know, it's super exciting to kind of have that, like the world's our oyster right yeah. now yeah. of, you know, we have that flexibility. We're not an organization that's kind of ingrained in what we've done for the last 20 years. Like this is all brand new. And that's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. It's so exciting. And like the fitness industry right now, like it's evolving every single day. Every day. And mm -hmm. to know, to know that you guys like are going to have the opportunity to kind of like roll with that and make changes with the evolving industry and add things and provide as much value as you possibly can to your community through all of these changes that you're hoping to make over time. Um, I, it's so encouraging to hear that, that growth mindset, because you wouldn't be surprised. Like it is frequent that we hear from people that they're just happy where they are. Mm -hmm. And I'm that type of person that once I have what I want, I'm like, okay, why not more? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's always super encouraging. Last question that I have for you ladies, what piece of advice would you share to somebody who is stepping into this position? You know, they just took on um, a fitness business. What would you share with them? 
Um, I think for me, because um, I've been on both sides of it, I've been on the member side of it, and now on this the management side of it, um, connection is so important. Um, your members are your biggest asset, obviously, the membership, but just you know, inviting their friends to come with them to the gym or, hey, come work out with me. Um, people go where they're comfortable and people want to be right. where they're comfortable. And making sure, you know, it's amazing to me how much people will share when you just listen or when you say, yeah, I've been there too, you know, yeah, that I never thought I could do that either, but wow, look at what you just did and celebrating those successes. Um, and I think with our instructors, we keep that, um, they all come in with that same attitude. And we have that atmosphere here with every class, every instructor, every trainer is, you know, it's, it's not fake. It's genuine. Like we are excited. You're here. We're excited to work out with you. We're not here to tell you what to do. We're not here to tell you how to change or how you need to be. We want to do this with you. And I think that is really, really important. Um, because those, those members talk, you know, and when somebody notices, wow, you just ran your first 5k. Wow. How did you do it? Well, Hey, I went to this gym and my instructor told me to do this, or my trainer told me to do that. And I worked on it. And I think that is the biggest, for me, that is the biggest thing is maintain that connection always. No matter how big you get, always right. have that in the forefront. And I think that your members, like, they're always going to appreciate that. And that's always going to be a reason why you keep people. Because mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of gyms that grow really big and they, that's not in their forefront. And then they lose, right. like, people, too. So um, definitely great that you guys kind of have that as one of your focuses. And lastly, what is the, the website or the Instagram or the Facebook? Where can our <laughs> listeners go if they want to follow you guys? Well, we got lots of them. So for endurance, it's endurance fitness of Minnesota of MN. Um, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We just launched TikTok, So we're very excited about that. Um, and then the, we also have our website, endurance fitness of Minnesota.com. And, and the rookery has rookery activity center.com. Um, and then we are rookery activity center on Facebook, on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, and so we try to try to do all different things on all of the different platforms. And if you find one of us, you're going to find both because we, we share those back and forth and, um, link them together. So, um, people can find, you know, Hey, I'm going to go to this class, but let's see if the pool is open for the kids. Yeah. Perfect. Well, easy enough for us to find it. And I want to thank you guys for both being here today, for sharing your insight on the fitness industry. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Frank with First City CrossFit out of California. Frank, what is going on? Happy Tuesday. How are you feeling today? Yeah, happy Tuesday to you. I'm good. I'm doing well. Yeah, I appreciate you being here. Excited to have you on. And uh, I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with First City CrossFit. And I want to start with a, a bare bones basics question here. Uh, and pretty simple, which is how many members are you serving currently? That is a great question. Um, I, I'm a former IT guy prior to opening a gym, and I always struggle with uh, our software and trying to really assess that. Um, I'm a data guy, too, so I um, kind of take that question very seriously and want an accurate number. So, uh, but I would say, I would say we kind of, we have a very um, seasonal ebb and flow and uh, we're probably in terms of monthly and yearly memberships, regular athletes, probably about 150 to maybe 180, 200 on the high side. Um, We see dips in the winter um, and spikes in the summer as a general rule. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Which I think makes sense. I think that's pretty typical. Um, and so, well, I guess for you, um, you know, I think it's different for every, every facility. What's been the best method of getting new people interested and through the door? Yeah. You know, I think, I think I'm always looking for, um, new ways to do that. Um, I, we, we've relied a lot on social media. Um, we haven't done a whole lot of paid advertising, although, um, we've dabbled in that a little bit. And I think that might be an area where we want to do more, um, word of mouth is ultimately, I think the best uh, answer, um, you know, and we, um, have five-star reviews on all the major platforms. Um, and there's some great reviews from drop-ins and athletes of all ages and sizes. Um, but there's really nothing like your friend telling you, I mean, that's how I started CrossFit was my buddy said, you know, you got to come try this new CrossFit thing. I know you go to the gym. I know you're not stoked on it, but wait till you try this. And, <laughs> and yeah, there was no looking back. So um, word awesome. of mouth is truly the best. I, you know, I think flyers, paid advertisement, all that stuff is old school and not, not really effective. Um, especially with something like CrossFit, I think it really has to come from somebody, you know, and I think your best advertisement is your athlete's Mm-hmm. Um, when you're, when they're out in the community and they're with their friends and, and they say, you look great, what do you do? Right. And that's when hopefully it's an organic conversation and not them going, you got to come to CrossFit, you know, and dragging them yeah. in. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I think it totally, uh, eliminates that trust factor, right? Of like who, who's Frank, you know, like who is like, what do you guys do here? And it, it, I think it kind of like, Hey, like, well, Brenda comes here, Susie comes here. Why would I not come too? Uh, and mm-hmm. it builds community. I, I think I can I can definitely agree with that. Um, and again, I also to kind of piggyback on your point there. I mean, I think also, I mean, you're a fitness professional, not a marketing professional, and you cannot expect it to be. So I think, uh, you know, I think it'll always be a big factor. I think word of mouth itself will always be a, a good factor and a big factor there. Um, and kind of continuing, I know, I know, um, I know you want precise numbers here, so I'm assuming you'll have a precise number on this. Um, you know, I obviously square footage always plays a capacity, but let's say hypothetically, of course, here leads, traffics, clients, all these things were hypothetically unlimited. How much higher could you go? You know, like what would that capacity, like that top mark look like for you guys? 
Um, in terms of our physical location right now, what is our capacity? Yeah, yeah. Or even in your opinion, because I think, I mean, obviously, if you think you can reach the, like, the total capacity of what um, the gym's square footage is, I mean, of course. But, like, I mean, do you think you can get to that mark? If, that, or <laughs> if you think that that opinion and that will match, then, of course, I guess <laughs> there should be the same answer. Yeah, I guess, I guess we have, you know, I guess you have, like you were saying, many, many things to consider there, right? Like, what is the, you know, ideal number of people per class per square footage, we have a lot of space, we are very fortunate in that way and fortunate in some ways. Um, we have a lot of equipment, um, our class, we could accommodate. Um, in our busiest classes, we're probably reaching that threshold of how many we could accommodate, we could probably figure out how to fit, you know, five to six more people in, but, um, and, and probably at that point, we'd start adding more classes at different times. Um, we have a back room and we could arguably add a double class there. So I think we could probably double our, our capacity in terms of the number of athletes. I mean, the majority of our workouts are more along the lines of, I'd say an average of eight. Um, and so we could easily double that capacity or maybe even triple that capacity of those classes. But, you know, part of the reason our busiest classes are our busiest classes because it's just a timing thing, you know, people can come after work. And so those are the tends to be the busier ones. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I think, um, I think we could easily double our, our membership. Um, and I think we would have to make some adjustments, maybe class schedule wise, maybe space wise, um, you know, we, we do have a lot of equipment, but um, uh, like I said, certain times a day, you know, we're getting close on equipment um, and, uh, you know, there's times when we, we don't have 20 rowers, we have nine and, you know, we have 10, 12 assault bike or echo bikes. So, you know, but we, we figure out how to make it work. So I think we could, I think we could double in size. And I think, you know, at that point, um, so many other things make sense. I mean, we'll have so much revenue at that point. It's like, okay, well now we just expand and, um, or, or look at other options. Maybe we open a second location, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's amazing. I think one, I want to say, I, it's, I, I knew you were going to know pretty well, uh, at least like how much higher you could actually go. So a lot of people are like, oh, I mean, I don't know. We'll take it day by day, but you know, to know that you can actually double it, that's actually big in itself. Um, and, and Hey, I mean, another location is never a bad thing either. Right. So, um, now, uh, Curious here too, because uh, it seems like you're probably a lot more data driven than most gym owners I do speak to here. But how are you able to track and manage, you know, the metrics of how long a member has been with you, um, if they're looking to cancel, you know, all those all those numbers there. Yeah, we're we're on our fifth software platform for being open nine years. Um, uh, again, I'm I'm a data IT guy, and I. Every platform we've been on, we've been on for a little over a year. And if we don't see them making progress in terms of making my job easier, making it a smooth process for our athletes, you know, I, I'm very vocal about my feedback to the software companies and how to make it better. And if, if they just don't seem to be interested in making it better, we're going to move on. And fortunately, it's a pain point to move on for sure. Um, the reason we're on the software we're on right now for our membership management is that it um, the, the company has been very responsive and very uh, open to feedback on how to make the product better, um, even though they're newer and it was a lot of ways starting not from, I'm not from scratch, but starting backwards from, you know, maybe some of the functionality on our last software platform. Um, I can just tell a year from now, these guys are going to be, you know, in a way better place than we would be on, on any of our previous platforms. So 
um, the software, I don't know if, if it's appropriate to give a shout out, but the software we're on mm -hmm. right now is called plan to play plan, the number two play. Um, and yeah, I, like I said, uh, I, I have meetings with the, the founder and head developer and CEO on a, probably every two weeks and, um, what we're talking on everything from what I need to see as a gym owner to what makes it easier for our coaches, what makes it better for our athletes and keep the process getting smoother and smoother. And they are just super receptive to feedback and want it and ask for it and, uh, are, are quick to turn around improvements to the product. So, um, Unfortunately, in the past, you know, I've been using a Google sheet to track my free trials. And to some extent, I still am. I'm still working with plan to play on how to help with that sales funnel, make it make it easier for me to see, um, you know, be able to track sales funnel stuff specifically. Um, the, I guess the next level to that would be, you know, some email, uh, automated emailing and, and alerts around, hey, you know, and they have that. They have, to some extent, you know, a member at risk um you know, alert and the list of members at risk if they haven't been in and, you know, whatever, however many days, you know, you, so you can know to reach out to them. Um, yeah. So like I said, they're, they're getting better. Uh, I think, I think being a former IT guy, there's so much opportunity for software to help gym owners manage and do a lot, automate a lot of their, their tasks. And, uh, and uh, I have some patience, but my patience apparently runs out pretty quickly when, when the software um, is, is making my life harder and not easier. Um, and that's what I found with a lot of software we were on. I mean, we've been on pretty much all the major software packages with one exception. And um, I guess I would say I learned enough about what not what to look for being on all four to not even bother trying the fifth one. Wow. Um, but <laughs> that's, so. yeah, that's, that's major. Yeah. I think that's important. And I think, I mean, one thing I want to compliment you on is just the fact that you even track your metrics. I mean, you'd be surprised how often you see a lot of folks do not do that. And I mean, it's, you know, we track everything from our, our macros, you know, how much weight is on the bar, how much you're lifting. And sometimes you just forget your metrics, but it's probably the most important number. Um, so I appreciate you sharing a pretty in-depth, like, you know, what's working well for you and, and how it's worked well. So thank you for that. Now, I've got three more questions for you here, Frank, my, my three favorite questions. You know, um, let's say five or 10 years down the road from here now. I mean, I know you've been open for nearly 10 years now, but you know, five, 10 years down the road, what are you trying to accomplish with uh, First City CrossFit? Um, you know, our, our, our mission, you know, I, I left a lucrative career in IT. Um, I didn't get into this for, to get rich. Um, uh, you know, that's certainly a consideration, but, you know, our goal has always been to share CrossFit with people, help them get fit. Um, I think we're doing an amazing job of that. I'd love to do it for more people. Um, you know, I just want to make sure that we're growing in a sustainable way where everybody still feels like they're getting enough coaching, um, and, and that we're keeping our athletes safe and helping them move better. Um, you know, and so while I'd, I'd love to see our, our, from a financial business owner perspective, I'd love to see our, our gym double in in terms of number of athletes it's it's got to be done in a sustainable organic way and that um you know like i said that the quality is staying high um you know and uh you know there's other programs we'd like to implement um we're working on our master's program we've had a kids program trying to get that to be more consistent and build that out um those kind of those ants i won't say ancillary programs but those 
more niche programs they're they're harder to implement um for a variety of reasons that i you know we can we could get into i suppose but maybe not the best use of our time but um so building our, our general population membership kind of supports those those specialty programs um uh, we had a barbell club at one point i'd like to see that come back um but um yeah, I mean, I think we're moving in the right direction. I think it's just a matter of, you know, continuing to build our general population and looking at those specialty programs. Um, you know, there's tons of areas where we're, I'm looking to always improve our facility. Um, you know, I've, I've explored a little bit doing some online stuff, um, making sure our coaches are supported and making sure they're they're making a living and and happy. And um, that's that's a key to uh, key key aspect of what my job is. Um, and and that can be hard um, at times, um, making sure they're staying, um, not getting burned out, I guess, um, can be tough. Um, so um, yeah, I think those are the things I, I try to move forward towards. Um, I don't know as I try to, I guess, avoid two specific timelines or numbers on that stuff, just you know, follow the guiding light and making sure we're moving in that direction and doing what we need to do to, to accomplish those goals. Um, yeah. Totally. Totally. And, and and so last two questions here. What would you say is is probably if, if you were to speak to a new gym owner, what would you say is the biggest piece of advice that you would want to give to someone who's just getting in, just getting started, they're opening the doors next month? What would you say is the biggest piece of advice for you? Um, do it for the right reason. Do it because you love working out and being healthy and fit and you care about other people and sharing that with other people. Because if that's not your main driver, it, it will come across and you will not be successful. Um, people have to know you care about them and that you love fitness. And if those two things aren't there, it doesn't matter. Um, nothing, it's not going to work. Um, it, it has to be genuine. Um, if you're just getting in, it's because you think you're going to get rich. You're not going to get rich. Um, if you're just getting into it because you like working out and you don't care about other people, you just care about your own workout. It's not going to work. So um, what other advice? Um, geez, there's probably, there's probably lots of little like logistical mistakes I made that along the way. Um, but, but I, but I, that would be my main advice is, you know, do yeah. it for the right reason and, and, you know, success will follow and, and Greg Glassman, the founder of CrossFit, I think, you know, um, alluded to that at one point as well, you know, that it's really got to be about that, um, develop, develop a good community, right. Make sure people, people are, are having fun and getting to know each other. Um, Ben Bergeron is, is, uh, one of the original CrossFit gym owners and he had a great, um, you know, philosophy of make it the best hour of their day. And, uh, you know, they relationships is what keeps people coming back, you know, and the fitness is kind of a side effect. Um, if people come back for the social community aspect, um, it's kind of hard not to get fit if you're walking into a gym and you're doing these workouts. So um, community fitness. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And And, and final question here, you know, Frank, if you were to say on a scale from one to 10, how far you are from your perfect ideology of what your gym would be, how far do you say, would you say that you are from that 10? 
or are you a 10 already? Definitely not a 10. I think anybody, I think anybody, any, yeah, I'm definitely not a 10. Um, Jeez. Uh, I guess, you know, I mean, I think there's things we do right. I think there's things we need to do better. Um, I think there's things I do right and things I need to do better. Um, you know, I think, I think we do a great job of community. Um, but I think we could do a better job. I think we do, we have a great facility, but it needs to be better. I think we have lots of equipment. It needs to be better. I think we have great coaches, but we all need to be better as coaches. Um, so, um, I don't know. I'll say a seven. I just, I, you know, I think we, I think a lot of people would tell you, they think as other gyms go, we do a great job. Um, people that have traveled other gyms would say, you know, they love our gym. They may like other gyms, but they love our gym. Um, and I'm pretty proud of that, but I'm also pretty humble and know that there's so many things we need to do better. Well, that was a mic drop of an answer there, Frank. It's a good place to wrap <laughs> things up on this episode. But before we sign out, I mean, please, if you have any social media, Facebook website, please, let the viewers know where can they find out more about you and the facility. Sure. If you're visiting Monterey, come on in and join us. Um, we off, we do drop-ins and we also offer a three workout free trial. Um, our website is firstcitycrossfit.com. Our Instagram handle is first city fitness. And I think Facebook is first city CrossFit. Um, Google, you can find us on there. We got five-star reviews on Google, Yelp and Facebook are the, is my little tagline. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out of here. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, Thanks for having until me. next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Mr. CJ Schneller of Fit Pro Station coming to you from Sandy Springs, Georgia. CJ, what's going on, man? How are you today? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing tremendously. I'm excited to, to dive into this and, and pick your brain. CJ, got, CJ and I got the chance to explore this business and his background a little bit before coming on here today. CJ, I think context is important for people listening. 
before we talk strategy and tactics and all FitPro Station does from a day-to-day standpoint, why don't you tell us a little bit about what this business is and, and kind of give us the elevator pitch so people have an idea of what we're here to talk about? Sure, yeah, it's a little bit of a unique concept. We are essentially a shared workspace for fitness professionals. So if you are a fitness trainer and you're looking to find space to train your clients or even open your own gym, um, we sort of offer that solution for you without a lot of the long-term commitments that you typically see with other models. Yeah, it's, it's somewhat unique as you described it, not the traditional, I'm going to sign up for a monthly membership boot camp sort of deal. It's not direct to consumer business. It's kind of our customer are the trainers trainers then run their own individual business and, and fairly hands off from your side, but take us back a little bit. I want to hear more intricate detail of the origin of this and, and when the idea popped into your head, when was that, what was going on? What spoke to you about this kind of model to invest into? So interestingly enough, the idea popped into my head as I was exercising in my 200 square foot basement gym. And, um, you know, it was a long journey to get there because I had looked at, you know, I'm a corporate professional, still am a corporate professional, and I really wanted to try to find some type of a business that I could run on the side, have a you know, separate stream of income, maybe to have something that could eventually grow, become big enough that I could leave the corporate world and do that full time. And I looked at a number of industries. I really liked fitness. I exercise regularly. Uh, there's something to me about you know, being in a profession or in, in an industry that is helping people, you know, so I looked at, you know, a number of different models, including franchises. That's actually where I started. I wanted to just open up a franchise gym, but I needed something that could truly be more of a, you know, absentee owner. I didn't want to necessarily work in the business. I didn't want to be the trainer or the the manager. I wanted to run the business. And um, what I found is, you know, whenever you actually sign up for interest in a franchise, the franchisor has to give you this franchise disclosure document. And it actually gives you a list of all of the people that own franchises in that system. So I just picked up the phone and started calling them and asked them a bunch of questions. You know, would you like doing this? Would you do it again? What would you do differently? And one of the questions I asked is, you know, how much do you really feel you work on this business mm-hmm. as a, as an owner, not as a manager? Cause some people are owner managers, but others own the business and have managers that run yeah. it. Sure. And you know, the resounding message was you really have to be there working the business or else it's not going to be successful. And, you know, that kind of turned me off to that idea. So then I started looking at existing businesses, existing gyms around the Atlanta market. And there were a couple that I nearly purchased to try to, you know, take them over and see what I could do from a marketing perspective and and boost sales revenue, et cetera. And those deals fell through. So then I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to start my own thing. And and I started thinking through, I had one, one deal where I was going to own a fitness uh, personal training studio and, you know, the the owner really was running the business and she had a number of trainers that were extra, that were actually coaching the clients. Um, But the thing that I found really weird was that she had to sign non-compete clauses with all of her trainers. And something about that just made me feel like the whole model's broken. Like if I'm running a gym and I have all of these trainers working for me, but I have to sign an agreement that says you're not going to steal my business. Clearly our values, our goals are not aligned. So then I just started to think, how could we change the industry? How could we change the model so that what I'm offering is perfectly in line with 
with the goals of the personal trainers who are doing the work. And that's how we came up with this. Sure. And, and so we're, we're creating a business. We want the trainers to be able to build their business while at the same time, the business itself, the umbrella that all of this is fostered under is profitable, right? At, at the end of the day, you didn't open this out of the goodness of your heart. This, there's, a, there's a motivation for you as well. We wanted it to be failure hands off. And I think that changes the dynamic of our conversation because a lot of the people that come on this podcast are doing it full time. They're the people that you spoke about. They're involved in the business as much as possible. And that results in 50, 60, 80, 90, 100 hour weeks, depending on where you are as a business owner. For you being removed, working a full-time job, and, and sounds like you've entertained the idea of eventually going into this business as an income, as a majority income at least. What's been in the in the tenure so far? What's been your favorite part about owning this? And as a follow-up to that, what's been the most challenging part about owning a business in this sort of model? Start with the favorite part. I have a lot of favorites. Um, I'd say probably you know, for me, it's doing what I set out to do, which was offering a platform to help other people, right? And, and when personal trainers find out about this model, wherever they're at in the country or around the Atlanta market, you know, they always sort of, when it clicks in their mind of how they could use this model to really grow their business with not a lot of upfront costs, without a lot of, um, you know, long-term commitments, it's very flexible for them. Um, they always say, oh, can you open one where I'm at? You know, I would love to have this option where I'm located, where my clients are located, right? Because we're just in one, one geographical location and we'd love to be in multiple, but right now we're only in one spot. Um, so I've seen trainers come in and really build their business over the past three years or so. Um, and that's been rewarding, right? Because that's, you know, ultimately, um, I'm making money, they're making money, but they're also doing something that they couldn't have done otherwise, right? If it weren't for this option, a lot of the trainers that um, that actually, you know, are currently working with me are either going to be renting space in a gym or maybe even working in the gym. And a lot of them came from that and they wanted to get away from that. I actually had one guy who, who I saw him do the full kind of um, the, the, the go across the spectrum in full. So he was actually training out of his apartment complex's gym, got a few clients, got a few more clients, the apartment complex told him, hey, you're, you're running too big of a business out of here. You need to find a new space. So then he came to my model, spent some time there, continued to grow his business. And then he ended up opening his own gym. And, you know, I kind of see that as being the stepping stone to get from where a lot of trainers are to where they want to be. My end goal, you know, just we're this bridge, right? We're this land bridge to get from where you are to where you want to be. I want to make the land bridge so good and such a great solution for trainers that when they get to the other side, they say, you know what? I'm actually happy just to stay right here. You know, this is working. Everything's great. I don't need to go spend a ton of money to open up my own space. I already have my own space when I need it. And when I don't need it, I don't have any of the headaches that come along with it. Yeah, understood. Now, compare and contrast the, the traditional quote-unquote model, employees working in a business. Typically, in that sort of a structure, the business would spearhead some sort of marketing effort to get clients for the end trainer in this situation are you doing are, are we doing some form of marketing or some sort of brand awareness how are, are are our clients entirely responsible for all functions of their business 
Yeah, so, you know, ultimately, I, and we're still in our infancy, right? This is still our sort of like our MVP um, as, a, as a solution. And we want to get there. I see. Right now, trainers can advertise on our, on our website. You know, we actually offer that for free. Um, we have pretty good search rankings. So, you know, we're first page Google search rankings. So if they were to sign up with me and put them on our website of trainers and, you know, people in the area looking for trainers can find them that way. Um, we do have some advertising out there that does end up resulting in in end clients reaching out to me, and I just pass those along as free referrals. Mm. Um, sure, what sure. I was planning to do, and you know, this is something that we're actually about to kick off in the near future, but we put a long pause on it. Is essentially, I'll spend the money for advertising, um, you know, large sums of money, thousands of dollars a year on advertising, looking for, you know, um, you know, or I say targeting people who are looking for personal trainers. And then I'll work out. Uh, the advertising is a little bit different for who we're targeting, right? Yeah, right now, all of my advertising is essentially to find personal trainers that want the solution. Mm -hmm. um, and still, I find people looking for personal trainers, but I'm not actually targeting them. The goal was to actually spend a decent sum of money, target those individuals, and then work out either a referral relationship or a, a revenue sharing relationship with the trainers or have them just pay directly for the leads. What I found is a lot of trainers don't have the capital to pay for lease. You know, forget the capital to open their own gym. They don't even have the capital to spend $500 to $1,000 in marketing. Um, so, you know, my thought was, well, we'll split the revenue for a short period of time so that I can make my money back. Um, and then they'll be your client free and clear. And then the benefit for me is I have the long tail, right? So if you have more clients that you have to train and I'm your platform for training, then you're going to spend more money with me. So it's sure, kind of sure. a symbiotic relationship we have. I want all of my trainers to be as successful as they can be. Yep. Understood. And, and any kind of, whether it's an independent sort of setting or an employee setting, we want trainers to do well. If trainers are succeeding, the business is going to succeed and clients are going to succeed at the end of the day. I want to pick your brain on where those dollars are going right now. Is this social media? Is this Google? Where, where is the investment landing? So today, you know, the, all of my advertising is essentially Google AdWords. I see. Um, it's an it's a easy space to market to because nobody else really has a solution like this. Um, and there is a need for it, you know, and you know, you, we were talking a little bit about how I came up with this idea. I'm actually very risk averse. So opening a business for me, it's kind of crazy, right? To actually like do it, right? I, I, I've spent decades thinking about businesses, thinking about business models, thinking about how to how to optimize business models, but this is the first time I've ever actually pulled the trigger. And before I pulled the trigger, I set up a fake website promoting this gym and I actually paid for advertising and it was mm -hmm. nothing, 20 bucks a month or something you know, ridiculously small like that. And I just wanted to see how many people in the Atlanta market would reach out to me and say, hey, where are you located? When can I sign up? How do I get in on this? And I was astounded how many people. I mean, we had well over a hundred people reach out and say, this is exactly the solution I need. I love this idea. When can I sign up? Where are you? And that's when I said, okay, we have something, right? We at least know people want this. Now let's open up a small location, kind of our pilot, and see how it works. You know, see if we can make it profitable. Yep. There's a, a common theme in the conversations that I have on this podcast. And typically people do at least attempt some sort of trial and error in, in the advertising game in fitness, a lot of the time it doesn't result in a positive outcome. And I think it scares people away 
because budgets are so tight, like you mentioned, a small business like this, we don't have tens of thousands of dollars to just willy nilly throw at a problem. We need to be a little bit more strategic. And so you took the time to experiment and, and learn the skill, right? Even though you've had a background in the business world, not necessarily in the tactics of paid advertising. And so kind of learn the skill to then give you the ability to take advantage of that moving forward. Now, the sales process as well, right? We just generating leads is, is only one piece of the puzzle. Sales process, is that handled by trainers as well? Once you hand off this lead, they take the lead and, and run it from there, is that right? Yeah, that's the plan. So, you know, and this is something actually I'm meeting with a, a good friend of mine tomorrow who is in marketing and he's a marketing guru and we're actually gonna think through how to design this in the best possible way for the trainers. And I think the way we're gonna set it up right now is you know, I'll hand you a lead. If you opt into the program, there's no requirement, right? And every trainer that comes in, the first thing I tell them is your clients are your clients. I have no, you know, like no ownership of your clients. It's your business. I'm just giving you a place for your business to thrive and grow. Um, but for these, for the, for the leads that we bring them, it would be, you know, we'd hand them off the lead. They would agree to do some type of either like a free evaluation or free session if they choose to. Um, and then if that lead doesn't sign up with them, then we would take the lead back, contact them, determine, Hey, was there a reason you didn't sign up? Did you not, you know, sometimes people just don't drive with a specific trainer and that's fine. Yeah. Um, so then we try to, you know, ask them, okay, well, would you like to have another, have another talk with one of our other trainers that might be a better fit for you. Sure. Um, and that way, you know, it's not just for us, right? Each lead, we get a little bit more efficiency out of that because if they don't sign up with the first trainer, we can offer them a second, third, fourth trainer. Yeah. This nurture and follow-up process and, and kind of retargeting, if we're to use the marketing terminology, is that something that you're working on or do you anticipate slotting somebody in and, and delegating that at a certain point? So eventually, right? We do have, so I'm a one-man show. I mean, my wife supports me as well. We, you know, don't have to spend too much time working on this business because it really was designed to run itself. Um, but initially it would probably be me or someone close to me, you know, possibly a family member or something like that. And then eventually we would have that be a full-time job, you know, whether we outsource that to a marketing agency of some sort that can support sure. that, or if we just hire someone part-time to help manage the leads and make sure that um, we're not just letting these leads dry up. Yeah. I think, you mentioned something earlier, this is still sort of in its infancy and a lot of moving parts and, and where the dust settles. I think we, it may even evolve a little bit as time goes on, but I appreciate your, your sentiment that like, hey, we are kind of just on the fly figuring a lot of these things out and tinkering and, and tweaking and making adjustments as best we can. For you moving forward here, CJ, What's the, the bigger picture? Where do you see this a year, three years, five years, 10 years down the line? Well, it's, it's going to depend a lot on investment, but you know, if we do get the right investment, um, which is you know, what I'm hoping to do here in the near future, you know, I, I really believe that this concept can scale significantly. It's, um, it's easy to run. It really doesn't require much. I mean, I, you know, my goal when I built this was to, to build a business where you, I spend less than five hours a week running the business. And what I actually built was a business that requires less than five hours a month running the business. Um, you know, everything's automated. When people walk in, the lights turn on. When people walk out, the lights turn off. They control the music through Alexa. 
Um, you know, they, there's a lot of automation built in. All the bookings online, payments are online. So, you know, aside from showing someone the space one time, uh, there's really not a lot that has to be done, you know, maybe yeah. you know, dropping off paper supplies. So, so I built it that way so that it could scale. I built it that way so that either I could scale it myself or I could turn this possibly into a franchise model that would be great for people who ultimately were in my position. You know, they have a corporate job, they want to own something on the side, another stream of income. Um, but also this would be a great solution for trainers because if you're a trainer, you know, and, and you opt into this type of franchise, you essentially have a business that is making you money plus a free place to train your clients. Yeah. Anybody that's, that's spent time in the fitness industry and, and you have a couple of years under your belt now knows it's not always that simple or that easy. What do you anticipate as some potential challenges or bottlenecks moving forward as you scale? You know, I think this is a small version of our larger concept. We have two training stations that are each about, you know, 200 to 250 square feet. They're fully equipped, right? Um, but the larger, the full-scale concept would also have a group fitness room. It would have more than two, probably somewhere closer to four training stations. So it'd be a much larger space. And I think for, for me, I need to determine whether or not, you know, how, how big a space is the right space given the location we're in, you know, based on how many people live around there, the, the um, population density, you know, figuring out that and perfecting that and optimizing that is so important. Um, our, our, and I'm going to talk a lot of like business concepts right now because I am a finance major. I'm, a, I'm the business guy, right? So for me, um, optimizing our, our um, pricing model, you know, we still don't know if we're charging the right price. I don't know if I'm, I'm charging too much or if I'm not charging enough. It seems to be working fine. Um, but when we get into adding a group fitness room, we need to figure out how to charge that. You know, and, and I've, have lots of plans about, you know, we can do peak pricing, we can do dynamic pricing. Um, so there's a lot of different things we can do where the pricing sort of sets itself for each location. Yeah. Um, so there's just a lot of things. It's an interesting concept. It's a, the, the, it's a fun question to answer because you can go so many directions with it, right? You, and, and you're not, you're not locked into one answer either. You could always adjust along the but way I, down, think, down the road. I think at its base, the biggest, the biggest challenge or risk that's going to face us is as we're doing this tinkering, as we're trying different models, as we're tweaking things, do we screw up and do something that's so monumentally bad that it just sinks the business, right? Um, I will say, you know, kind of one of the first big decisions I made wasn't a great decision. I ended up, I wanted to be in a uh, sort of a premier location, right? So we're on the intersection of a very busy, um, uh, two very busy roads, right? Mm -hmm. Sandy Springs, close to the interstate, close to a major highway, it's a major shopping center with a national brand um, grocery chain in there. So naturally we yep. pay very high rent. My expectation was I would get a lot of walk-by traffic. People would see that, that there's a gym there. They would inquire. They'd want to get signed up with the trainer. That didn't work out at all. At all. And, and then you're rarely, stuck with the lease. Now I'm stuck with paying way too much in rent. And if I had to do it again, I would be, you know, around the corner off the, off the main drag, you know, kind of in a place that nobody, people yeah. drive in and they're like, I didn't even know this place was here. That's yeah. the place that I should be at because all of the marketing these days is digital and trainer, people don't just That's drive by a gym and say, you know what? I want to go find a trainer at that gym. People want to find a trainer. First thing they do is they go to Google, right? And they start looking up trainers. They ask their friends, you know, they go to Facebook. Nobody just drives around and says, oh, there's a training studio. I'm going to walk in and sign up. 
just doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting rabbit hole. The the commercial real estate game. We could talk about that for hours and hours and hours. Unfortunately, we're running a bit shy on time here, CJ. So before we wrap up, why don't you tell people where they could learn a little bit more about this? Do we have a website? Do we have social media? Where can people go? Yep. So we are on Facebook, obviously. Um, name of the company, Fit Pro Station. And then uh, our website is www.fitprostation.com. And you can really, you know, it's, it's actually set up to look initially like a place where in the clients can find trainers. Um, but if you're a trainer and you actually uh, click on our advertising, it's going to take you straight to the page that really explains how the rental system works, you know, our pricing, our structure, all of that. Um, so it's all on there. And then the other thing we do is we have our, uh, pictures of our space and then a full list of all the equipment we have for each training station so that trainers can plan their workout. So yeah, you get a really good sense of what this business model is just by looking at our website. Absolutely. People listening, connect with CJ and the Fit Pro Station team on the platforms that he just mentioned. CJ, I can't thank you enough. I really appreciate when people are willing to share an insider look into their business and and what's going well and what they're still working on. I'm excited to see what the future holds for you because it sounds like there are a lot of cards left to be played. So I wish you nothing but the best. I can't wait to see how this goes for you. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, definitely follow along. It's going to be an interesting journey one way or the other. We're super excited and you know it's great to be on today. I actually had a lot of fun. Fantastic. Thank you. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.